So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas yeah. my name is ben hartley and you are listening to the six figure photography podcast on this show we help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing profits and breaking through limiting beliefs if you would like to get early access months in advance to future episodes of the podcast and get free business and mindset coaching from me, head on over to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. That's benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Join over 23,000 other photographers in that community. Today, we had a bit of a legend with us. We got a dinosaur. That was his reference, not mine. <laughs> we got Gavin Wade. He's been photographing for 12 years on the Orange County, California, over 500 weddings deep. He founded Cloud Spots, an online photo delivery platform for photographers. Today, we're going to be talking about everything to do with your images when you think you're done. Uh, and the direction that we'll end up going with this is what are the missed opportunities? What are the missed opportunities to grow your business, uh, to get more clients, to market, uh, to maximize your profits with your files once you've pressed send and you're ready to move on to the next gig? Gavin Wade, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, what's up, Ben? Thanks so much for having me back. Before we pressed record here, we did the math. It was like five years, something like that, four and a half years since we last chatted. It's about four and a half years, episode 41. We're, we're, by the time this airs, this will be over 200 episodes deep. So episode 41, we talked uh, a bit about photo delivery. Uh, yeah, that was March 22nd, uh, 2017. So yeah, we're, we're at like four years ago because we're actually we're, we're heading into March right now. So, uh, yeah. it's, it's been a minute, man. And you haven't stopped showing up. <laughs> it's funny. You hopped on uh, live with me and I was like, Hey, I'm still doing the thing. Are you still doing the thing? You're like, yep. <laughs> That's there, it. That's there's, it. There's power and, um, in longevity. Right. And maybe let's Absolutely. even start with that. A photographer for 12 years. I'm personally at 11 years. I know I made the dinosaur reference and, and if you're a dinosaur, <laughs> then I'm a caveman. And so, uh, so 12 years in this industry, um, man, what all have you seen? Oh man. What, what haven't we seen at this point? Right. We've seen ebbs, we've seen flows. I mean, I, this was, that was just when digital was starting to really take hold, right? We thought this thing was going to stay around for a while. So, I mean that to date myself, to date us, I'll lump us together there. Uh, that's how far back, 
uh, we go. And now, you know, we're going through mirrorless, we're going through, you know, social media now becoming such a huge component of marketing your work, you know, back when blogging was the thing to do, right. And like, you needed to show up on your blog and, and, you know, be consistent there. So, uh, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Like it's that consistency. It's that showing up every day. It's those habits and repeatable processes, uh, and adapting as industries adapt, as customers adapt, as trends adapt. It's, it's huge, but showing up that that's the first thing. Absolutely. My, you know, one of the big mottos that I've discovered, I kind of fumbled myself or stumbled my way uh, into this phrase. I was doing a a live rant in the mastermind group and I was just like yelling at the community (laughs) about showing up, right? About like consistency. And this saying came out and I Googled it afterwards to be like, did I, is this somebody else's saying that I randomly spit out and claimed as mine? You know, do you ever say something or you're doing a presentation and you're like, did I just plagiarize? But staying in the game <laughs> is the game. So that's what I've done after 11 years as a photographer, seven years with this podcast. It's like staying in the game is the game. The longer, and this is actually a, the, it's like the rule of investing is like the law of compounding that it's like the consistent, slow, small, incremental showing up is what produces the greatest results. There's no one hit wonders. Well, maybe there's a handful. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but exceptions rather than rules, right? Yes. And uh, to, to absolutely plagiarize something that's been said a lot is like there's no silver bullets, mm-hmm. so to speak, especially when building businesses, right? There's just a lot of lead bullets aimed in the right direction. And that's what we're doing every day is we're aiming those bullets and trying to get them closer and closer to the target. And then when you find that target, that's when you go and you load the cannons. Um, and I, and I like that phrase because again, there is no silver bullet and just showing up, aiming, taking those shots on goal. Right. And then when you find it, you know, you have the systems and processes to double down and capitalize. It's awesome. So, um, I, one of the most expensive things, um, that photographers do is in their, in their career, apart from, you know, buying a 51.2, or a, or, a, or a 200 millimeter, let's go, hey, 200 millimeter, 200 millimeter F2. Let's go that route too. Uh, when was oh, expensive? I did that. I so did that. You did the 200 <laughs> F2? Oh man. What I did, did. How much I is did. that darn thing? Uh, well, this was back when I was shooting Nikon and that thing at the time was six or seven grand, yeah, I think. That's right. That piece of glass. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Worth every penny, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I did sell it. I did sell it. <laughs> Worth so. every penny, I sold it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a wild lens. Anyway, I digress. What are the most expensive things that, that we as photographers do, apart from making gear purchases, is, is acquiring clients. And I, I want to start by establishing that as maybe a point of reference, because a pattern that I tend to see, and this will kind of launch us into the rest of our conversation, is that you know we, we spend all this time and time is money and then also physical actual dollars to acquire a client we get the gig we photograph the session we deliver the files and then we go right back into like the panic mode of like okay i gotta go get another client and we almost like reset the clock and then like start doing all the other things again it's like okay the, the i'm gonna just seal this case I'm going to move it to delivered case closed in my CRM, my client relationship management software. You know, I'm going to move it in HoneyBook over to complete and I'm just going to move on, switch gears and try to find the next client. So I'd like to talk about everything 
that we're not doing with our images, everything that we could be doing when we're done with our images to continue to, um, to continue to get more clients, to continue to better serve and to get those referrals even, to continue to make more money, to maximize the profit that we have on that client um, after we're done delivering the images. You know, like maybe the job isn't done yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not just how to get new clients. It's also how to turn one-time clients into lifelong clients mm. and the things that you can do there. Um, I mean, just the other day, I got an email, hey, from one of our brides that we shot like eight years ago, hey, my twins are turning one, what are you doing? And it, this, you know, it's not like they were silent for eight years. We've shot their photo, family photos every single year. We've shot the maternity photos every time, you know, they had a little one coming, right? They shot the newborn photos. Like, but it, there are certain things that you had to do there. It wasn't just, oh, because you were awesome on the wedding day, that emotional window closed a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. For that. So how, how do you continue those lifelong relationships? Um, and it, it does not end with delivering the photos. It's just getting started. So yeah, I'm super excited to dive into this and throw some ideas against the wall here uh, with everyone. And, and hopefully we all come out better for it. I love it. Well, one of the first places that comes to mind for me is um, it, it can be a divisive thing in the industry. It doesn't have to be. I, I, this is no hill that I'll die on. I know some photographers who've <laughs> died on this hill and boy, did they die uh, one way or the other on one side of the hill or the other. And that'd be on the, on the space, the conversation around selling print, you know, and, and maybe the hill that I'm referencing is like, uh, ought it to be, <laughs> should you, you know, you, my wife will, will, she and I will be talking. She'll tell me a problem. And I'll be like, you know what you should do, babe? And she'll be like, oh, tell me. Ben, what should I do? And then I realize how I've, you know, wrong. I've, <laughs> I've wives, wives love that, right? Wives love that when we tell them. <laughs> yeah. I really apologize. You know, I'm getting better at it, but, um, but so, so, but there's, there's, there's definitely two camps that you should sell physical printed product in person, or maybe that like you shouldn't, that that's kind of like you're, you're being too salesy. And so we're going to sell it online or, or maybe it's not offered at all. Maybe it's just all inclusive. You get the digitals. Um, but maybe this is a great place to start the conversation for, for things to do after the images are delivered is, is in the printed artwork space. Let's get really divisive right now, Gavin, which side of the hill are you on? Oh man. And you know what? We've been controversial even four years ago. Our chat then was raw versus JPEG. That's how far <laughs> back the, the divisiveness goes. Uh, and I still to this day shoot JPEG, never have touched raw. But anyways, we'll let the gasps uh, finish there. But um, <laughs> See, actually, I, I just, I just, all I'm visualizing right now is just everybody closing out of Spotify. There's like no, no longer <laughs> listening to this. Just sign. I'm just imagining all the clicks and and yeah. Actually, I'm I'm watching the live stream right now in the mastermind group, and I we just lost just ten people. There's there's hey, two more, hey, Gavin. Let's... Let's let's look at a glass half full perspective. If this dude can shoot JPEG for twelve years and still shoot five hundred weddings and be here standing, anyone can do it, and you can be successful. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> I love it. All right, we'll go with that route. So, uh, okay, so so we'll tell me a little back. bit more about Thanks. about the print kind of side of things. Yeah, absolutely. So 
you know, in, in our market and just for our business model. And again, I'm not dying on any hill either. We make the prints available for them to purchase through the gallery. Um, but it isn't just one of those things where we just go, oh, hey, by the way, you can do this, right? We flip the toggle in our gallery settings and, oh, you just have this option. It's there. We don't talk about it. It's just kind of like that little thing that you can do. We hope you do, but we don't really talk about it at all. Uh, we don't do that route. We still you know, seed that sale within the first client meeting. We still talk about those things. So from the client experience from the very beginning, we are moving forward with the expectation that they are going to buy, that they are going to put things on their wall and that we're here to help them. Uh, the gallery sales, and that's just the method through which, you know, we run our e-commerce and how they they get that final product. Doesn't mean we don't give them print credit, doesn't mean we don't hold their hand, doesn't mean we don't call them and talk them through those products. It's just that's where they place those orders. Um, and for us, just the type of clientele and the fact that we're kind of traveling all over, or we were more often before kiddos, um, you know, that's that's just how we set things up. So I, I, I could tell that I put you on your heels because you went into defense mode when you were explaining all that. <laughs> You're like, no, no really? No, we're no, gonna... we just, no, but it's because it, some people just do that, right? And they think that's print sales, right? Flip a toggle, fit, you know, cross your fingers and it's, and it's not that. But yeah, we're not the IPS, at least on our side. So for the sake of our conversation today, um, once the images are delivered though, having some form of print product getting offered to them is clearly like an opportunity to be had. And so walk me through. So again, I heard you say that you do it online and you're preparing the client and stuff. That's why, that's why I was like, Oh, I think we're getting defensive because you were like flew through the whole process really fast. I almost want to go back to it and let's kind of open it up a little bit more and, and kind of settle in maybe for someone who's not doing any sort of print, they're delivering the images and they're kind of washing their hands clean of it and they're looking for the next thing. Where do you see sure. potential revenue from online print sales? Do you have any metrics for that where, where you're used to kind of seeing numbers coming through as it's like potentially lost revenue? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know at bare minimum, you know, you take the five, 10 minutes to set up things within your gallery. You're going to make 1200 bucks a year just automatically. We know that um, just from the metrics and stats that we've got. And that's you putting zero effort into it. That's just literally, you know, letting clients do what they're going to do. Um, we do know, obviously, through adding discount codes, adding incentives or, you know, print credit or whatever it might be, that drastically increases your opportunity of sell through because it just gets people in the buying mood. I don't think that's a, a lightning bolt moment for anybody, but it literally does work as we look at, you know, on the business side of things, our photographers who are most successful in selling. Um you know, and also not just printed products, but also digital products as well. Pairing those together and piggybacking those uh, together has been super successful as well. So when you say digital products, um, the immediate thoughts that come to my mind is just like the actual digital right to the photograph. Um, and so being able to download a, a rights to an image with a, with a print release. Um, what else fits into that category for you for digital products? Um, you know, we, we kind of let digital products be an open box for, for folks to create what they want. We've seen people sell, you know, again, digital products, we've seen digitally sold services. So like add on services, like full retouching or something like that, that can be tacked on to the print order itself. So that basically allows them to add it to their cart. Uh, and it's essentially a digital product just because it's something that you don't tangibly get something in the mail for or whatever. Um, but we've seen people tweak things uh, to that degree as well, or an upsell for, credit for their next session or whatever it might be, you know, our users have been extremely creative in leveraging 
uh, the ability to earn more through galleries by just letting someone purchase something digitally, mm. like, you know, like a Groupon or something like that. It's been pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm thinking through like um, slideshows, uh, album design, like it will design the album on your behalf. I love what you mentioned about like skin retouching, kind of like doing remastering of work. Yeah, um, yeah it's cool. I love it. Okay, cool. So this is a big one. I mean, that's at least like, that's a way to maximize the profits per client that you're having. Um, are there things that we can be doing uh, with the images, maybe even with our gallery, uh, after we're quote done with the client, we've moved them over to complete, that might help us to get more clients rather than, you know, trying to hop back into, you know, more mom groups and replying to comments and trying to churn up work that way or prospecting on Instagram? Like, is there maybe something else that we could do uh, to generate inquiries? Absolutely. I mean, the thing that we've always done from probably the first full year in our business, and this was, you know, instilled into us when we had our mentor, when we were first starting out was, you know, every single time you, you know, a client done, you got to go find a new one, right? Kind of getting back on that hamster wheel, which, you know, there is a place in business for that, especially for marketing. Right. Uh, and we always think and hope that our clients are going to refer us to a thousand people 10 months down the line. But again, that emotional window has its opportunity there for when someone's asked, they'll tell who they used or they'll share the photos, but for, you know, weddings, especially life moves on, right? Brides and grooms move on, life moves on. So how is there a way in business to, kind of not have to start over every single time. And the answer for us has always been marketing to your industry, especially for weddings. Like how many people, you know, we ask ourselves a question, we reverse engineer it. Like how many people from the wedding day are dependent on our work for their business to be successful, right? Coordinators, florists, caterers, DJs. I mean, you name it, right? Everyone who's involved into that. There's a one-to-many relationship there. Uh, and, you know, the, even 10 years down the line, I've always still heard from coordinators and from vendors, photographers never give us images, right? And I don't know in terms of specifically within your mastermind group here, how much that's instilled and done and repeated, but man alive, it is still a huge need out in the industry for people to just be assisted and helped with getting photos to help them book the next big job. Keep in mind, the florist can't book next week's big job without having photos from your job together a, few, a month before, you know, it makes it insurmountably more difficult uh, at times for them to do that. Or they got to go and get a gallery from you. Like, let's say you do hook them up with images. So many photographers just half it, right? They, they send them the gallery that they, the same gallery they sent to their bride said, Hey, here's 1500 images. And it's up to you to pick out the five that actually applies to your business because you've got nothing better to do. You can go and do that. Right. You're going to help me grow my business. Right. Um, yeah, no, not at all. So even when coordinators, let's say, for example, get the images from photographers, the second biggest gripe is that they just dump all the images on me and it does and act like I've got nothing better to do than to go and do that. It, it instantly falls to the bottom of their priority list. Uh, and what are they going to do? They're going to go to the person or the vendor or whomever who teed it up for them. They gave them exactly what they needed, how they needed it, such that they can get into marketing their own work because they're looking for clients just like you. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've, a trend that I've noticed actually, uh, happening more and more that I, you know, I, it used to make me pretty salty. And then I was like, man, eh, we, we've kind of earned this one, uh, is, um, especially with, with high end planners, sometimes even high end florists, um, bringing their own photographer to, uh, to the, let's say with the wedding, you know, to like the 
hall or the or the you know the room the ceremony site or something before everyone arrives and they you know while they're setting everything up just to document the pictures of the floral you know um that's it then they go home they're not like taking pictures of the couple they're just like taking pictures of the work i've seen this blow up in terms of like photographers getting real up in arms about it and defensive and um i mean it makes sense to be honest if i was a florist and and i had a client who is you know spending ten thousand dollars on floral um i wouldn't want to just like cross my fingers and hope that i get the pictures from the photographer um and so i I understand it that's why i'm not mad at it anymore i'm like oh yeah (laughs) that's fine with me i just just no we've got no one to blame we've got no one to blame but ourselves as a photography industry that those vendors who should be just funneling work our way if we've built those relationships if they feel like they have no other alternative but to pay money out of their own pocket to have someone to give them images to help their business be successful i mean that that's on us right um so yeah that's a fire into me too i get really competitive when it happens and i'm like oh i'm gonna get them their pictures faster and they're gonna be better (laughs) (laughs) well good and you know and, and you know what we always do and you know that's happened to us before more times than one right um but even just when it hasn't, like when we see the florists like taking pictures on, on their phone, um, what we've made a habit to do that always seemed to kind of help mitigate that was, you know, we should know all the vendors we're going to be working with ahead of time, right? What an opportunity for us to reach out to them and say, Hey, can't wait to work with you. And just wanted to let you know, you know, I'm not sure experience you've had in the past, but this is how we roll in terms of hooking up our vendors with images. You know, if you were the, the, you know, the florist or the caterer or whomever trying to scramble and find someone off of Craigslist or whatever to get you photos, how much more at ease would you be? And how much more would you be already a fan of that photographer going into the day? If you just took those 30 seconds to let them know, this is how we're going to help you. This is what we're going to get you. And this is the time frame we're going to do it. In. Let us know if you need anything else. Right. Um, I mean, I know we're talking about things after the shoot's delivered, but we're, you know, in terms of this, uh, that can go such a long way in terms of building those relationships uh, and marketing to your industry, because what, what coordinator, what vendor doesn't want to work with their friends every weekend, weekend, week out. Yeah. Um, small example. We did this with one specific, very boutique venue and I boutique only because they're limited at how many you know events that they could do. Um, we ended up getting about 25 to 30 automatic weddings every single year, just from one single venue, just for doing that one thing. Yep. That's it. That was it. And of course you got to be nice and personable and you like, you can't be a total tool shed when you're there and shooting. Um, <laughs> but we're shed. not, we're not in this, indi- we're, we're not in this industry. Uh, you're not in this industry long if, that, if that's uh, how you approach things. But you know, we just let them know straight out of the gate. How can we help you? Right. How can we help this beautiful venue get more amazing brides and grooms like we're shooting today? Right. And we just ask them and then we do it. Right. And so for us, you know, that was a huge key and we did it for more than one venue. Love that. Uh, you know, for someone who's listening, there's a lot of yeah, buts. <sighs> yeah, but Gavin, it's like hard enough for me as it is just to like edit all these things, deliver it to the client, to like do one more thing, to like do one more thing and send it to all these other vendors. I got to find all these other vendors. I got to, you know, you said, well, I got to organize it now. Um, you know, for a lot of us, it's like, when does it stop? And is there a way to systematize this? Is there a way to simplify it? And um, so what do you say to that photographer that's just feeling kind of like, man, I don't I don't know how to do one more thing here. Are there ways to make this easier on ourselves? 
you know, there's, there are ways, right. If, if, if there weren't, then we'd all be out of a job. Right. Um, and it, you know, it's not, I'm not saying that just because I married my editor. Right. And she's like taking a huge workload off of, off of my shoulders, uh, on the photo side, but, um, you know, you got to figure out the things that have the maximum impact with the lower amount of effort. Right. Uh, and when it comes down to marketing, I mean, any business owner, you need to make that a huge part of your workflow, right? Serving your clients, creating amazing experiences that delight and, and cause them just to be raving fans and evangelists. Absolutely. Um, but you got to sit down and just list out, okay, here's all the things that I got to do about business, right? And then put a score on them, right? Here's the things that are related to as far as marketing, as far as lifestyle, as far as time management, right? Look for the ways that you can be buying back your time because you only have so many hours in the day. So I've seen people be like, oh my gosh, I have zero time. I can't do anything. And like, they will never even let go of one teeny tiny pixel of their photos in terms of outsourcing or in terms of design or in terms of something like that. So, you know, again, not sure if I'm rocking the boat here, but I'm a huge fan of buying back your time, uh, especially as either a solopreneur or even like a husband and wife team, you've got to be able to do that. Right. Um, and so you just got to look for where areas and opportunities where you make the direct impact and difference versus where someone else could help you to get you 90% of the way there or all the way there. Uh, and you just literally hand it over. So, you know, you just got to sit down, you know, your business best, right? List down all the things that are taking up that time that you feel that energy suck and that time drain. Um, and if someone else can do it better, faster, uh, and less expensive, then look at outsourcing those first. That could be a virtual assistant. That could be a real assistant. That could be an editor. That could be a designer. Um, you know, sky's the limit right there, but you just can't settle for less than minimum wage off of all the things and hours that you pour into it and expect to, to be able to grow and not, you know, burn out. Yeah. You know, I'm always looking to at my ROI and trying to assess the ROI of the different actions that I have. I see, um, I see a lot of photographers that get stuck spinning the wheels. They get stuck in kind of like the, the, um, in lost hours in the lead gen side, um, because there's kind of two thoughts that I would consider with this. Um, one is like focusing on efforts that produce like a one-to-one -one client. Like at most, maybe you'll get one client. Like like prospecting on Instagram, which is like researching potential clients, DMing potential clients, pitching, you know, just like trying to build relationships that way. It's like kind of like this one-to-one -one street that we're creating. And there's only so much value that that can give. And it's not a bad thing, by the way. It's, 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 a, it's an effective strategy it's, and it can work really well for you. Um, so that'd be like one example versus maybe going to a pool of where there's a whole bunch that you could convert from, right? There's like more opportunity there uh, for like your inputs versus your outputs. The second thing I'm looking for is like longevity. There's a lot of things you can do in marketing that are like, they have a short lifespan, Gavin. Like they just don't, you know, they last a week, uh, you know, and this is like an Instagram post. It's like it, it, it pops off, it gets some attention for a week and then is it, it, and that's, that's it. You know, it's now it's gone. Yeah. And so looking for like long-term things that will continue to kick back clients your way um, over time. And so I view vendor partnerships as something that hits on both of those things. Number one is a vendor partnership like if I can effectively build real meaningful relationship with someone, um, I'm trying to figure out who already has all my clients. There are other people out there that already have all my clients. And if I can provide real value to them and build relationship, that means 
that there's a whole pool there of potential leads. And then the second thing is the longevity of that. Man, I, like I said, I've been doing this for 11 years and those vendors are still calling me up and they're just being like, hey, are you booked on the third? And I say, no. And they say, now you are. And it's literally, and then that's it. It's like, that's the end of the conversation. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, I say all this because I believe that, yes, it's more work um, and it's worth it. That's all I have to say. 100%. I yeah. mean, and if, if this were easy, everyone would be doing it, right? Uh, I mean, there, it's, you know, you have to put in that time and effort to build those relationships, create those inroads, but then it gets easier over time because those relationships, like any relationship in life, should get easier, more close and more uh, organic, right? Just like, hey, are you booked? Nope. Now you are, right? Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen in the first week, you know, that vendor that's going to happen in the first year necessarily. Yep. Right. Um, that's showing up constantly every single day, being authentic, being real and investing into those relationships. You know, um, you can't just sit there and expect it to drop into your lap, unfortunately, you know? Yep. Hey, uh, Bill in the mastermind group, he just asked this question live and I wanted to integrate it into this episode because I think it's valuable while we're talking about this. Bill's question is, you know, as we're talking about building up vendor galleries, um, he's like, so do we build out like a separate gallery for that vendor? Like that one gallery for that vendor, we just upload the images to it or, or are we like sending them each client's gallery of, of a certain set of folders? And I'm sure there's multiple ways to do it. What's your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I will do my very best not to make this a direct plug for CloudSpot. But um, when I was building CloudSpot and like running through the the pain points that I had, it was exactly that, Bill. It was, well, did I have to upload all the images again or do I have to, you know, upload the 100 or 200 images? Do I have to manage something else? Like, how, there's got to be an easier way, right? Um, most gallery companies out there is a one-to-one, -one, like, you know, one client to one gallery and that's it after you upload it. Um, we actually allow you to create as many versions of the gallery or mobile apps as you want per collection. And it doesn't take up additional storage. So it goes to that point of, hey, if you can earmark certain images and easily copy them over to a folder, within 10 seconds, you can create a vendor-only gallery. Totally different settings, independent of the client. So you don't have to police the same gallery and manage permissions. You can make sure you have the right images in there allow them to download it at the right size, the width or without a watermark, any of those things, right? Um, but to go back to the original question, uh, yes, you do. Like, you know, if you don't have a gallery or a solution that allows it to streamline a little bit more, upload them again, pop them back into Photo Mechanic, whatever, call through, you know, or when you're going through the original call, you know, give it an initial designation for somebody you know you're gonna need to hook up that vendor with, such that you can easily go back and either re-export or upload again into a specific folder. But I always just reverse engineer it, right? If I were the vendor, what would I want? What would make it the absolute like grandma proof way for me to ensure that those photos get online as quickly as humanly possible? Uh, and you have to tee it up for them, which means extra time on your part. But again, it's that one to many um, idea. It's awesome. Yeah, one of the things that I've, I've done, which I think is what you're talking about here, I, I don't know, you, you let me know, is I have a gallery just like I would have for a client, but I have it for that vendor. And then I just load up. That's the one gallery that they have. Like they know that when they need Ben Hartley's images, they just go to that one gallery. So if I just shot a, an event with them, they know that that event's images for them are going to end up in a folder in that gallery. So all they, I just, and I send them a message, Hey, refresh your gallery. And now they have everything, my whole list of all the images that, um, 
that they would have and they could just go to it for one. And it's fun too, because I end up going back to old stuff. <laughs> I, I see stuff getting posted from like four or five years ago. <laughs> Anyhow. And it's, and it's, no, but it's seamless that. for them. Is yeah. that, is that kind of what you were getting at? Uh, it, you know, if you're doing repeat business with that vendor, yeah. absolutely. Um, what we do on our site is we allow you to create like hidden portfolio pages. So it's not public. It's not searchable. Okay. It's essentially like a secret page to where you can add as many galleries, like vendor galleries or galleries to that page as you want, but it's a single URL for that vendor. So I just say, Hey, you know, flowers by Josie, right? That's the URL. I send a tour and then I say, Hey, anytime we shoot a gig together, um, I'm going to add that gallery there and I'll just let you know when it's live. So yeah, it's a single yeah. place for them to access everything you do together. Um, uh, but rather than like having a gallery be like, end up hopefully thousands of images, uh, it's still separated visually so they can quickly navigate to just the one they want. Yep. Um, but yeah, like creating that for them, it's huge. Like it's absolutely massive. Um, we have our users do that with our mobile apps feature because we don't limit our mobile apps based on number of photos or anything like that. So we actually see, uh, photographers creating vendor mobile apps, sending it to them. And so then it's even just installed on their phone. So if they're walking around doing a venue tour or they're meeting with a client at Starbucks, your images is just one tap away on their device. They don't even have to pull up a URL. They just tap on it and they can navigate to anything that they want to show. And it's a huge marketing uh, avenue and a differentiator uh, because again, how many photographers are putting in that time, but how cool on the vendor side to be like, Hey, it was so great working with you this weekend. Um, go ahead and click on this on your mobile device and install this app that I made for you. And every time we shoot together, I'll just keep adding those images there and feel free to use them however you want or you know, whatever it might be. They're ready to download and save to your phone for social media size. Like, Oh my gosh, like you would blow them away. And who do you think they're going to show the photos to or whose photos do you think they're going to show uh, if it's just right there on their phone and tap away? It's awesome. One more, one more idea just to give the listeners right now what we're getting tactical and that's fine. I, it's nice giving like just some great little quick to do's. This is tactical because it's currently working in today's environment, but you know, a lot of times uh, vendors really value um, Instagram story formatted imagery and to even create, uh, images that are pre-cropped to be downloaded as just like great stories to post up. Um, even adding in little like story slideshows that you can make with just a couple apps. There's some great free apps. You can just whip up a quick little slideshow, upload it to the vendor gallery just to give them social media ready content uh, to go live is, is killer to do. So it's another, just a great little tactic just to improve um, the value that you're giving to the other people that are serving your people. Gavin, uh, we have a, we probably have time here for maybe one more. Um, I know you're up to some things there over at CloudSpot, and and um, but I'm curious, like you know, wh- one more thing that we can be doing after we think we're done with our imagery. Talk to me. You know, we 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 just touched upon it, and that's the social media aspect. Uh, and you know, I think if you ask any photographer. Uh, they'll be like, yeah, I know I got to be better at that. I got to do it. I just, you know what? It just doesn't feel like I have the time or it just feels so disjointed from my workflow. Like how, how do we show up on social consistently? Right. Cause it's one of those avenues where we, we know we need to be present, but it is those like, you know, lead bullets, right? It's, it's not just something that's repeatable and scalable unless you know the right tools and tactics to go about it. Um, but it's building it into your workflow. And I think so oftentimes it's one of those things that we just get pushed off to the side or falls to the bottom of our to-do list. So, um, you know, since we're by photographers for photographers, like I created this to scratch my own itch. Um, what we kept hearing was like, man, social media, I need to show up. 
I need to tag people. I need to have my brand be visible there. It's just so dang inconvenient. And I just got a million other things to do. Um, so what we did is we just got down to work and we asked our, you know, asked our photographers, Hey, how would this, how would this whole social media posting workflow make sense for you in the context of when you're in there, right? Creating vendor galleries, creating your clients galleries, managing your photos online on a, you know, a desktop environment versus having to be stuck to your phone. And the feedback we got was, you know, I'd love to be able to type out captions. I'd love to be able to pretty much dial in my social media posts right where I'm managing my images and already in there working with clients and vendors and creating things to share out. Um, so what we did is we added what we call our social media captions feature to where, you know, in the collection after you've uploaded things, you can actually click on an image uh, and create a caption and save a caption to that image right there, you know, on your, you know, on your device, on your dashboard, right? On your laptop, on your computer, whatever it might be. You can save those captions and not just for Instagram, but for Facebook, for Pinterest, like all those channels separately. Uh, and then what we've done is we've made it super mobile responsive. So you can just log into your phone on your dashboard. You can save that image directly to your device super quick and copy that entire caption to your clipboard. So it's literally just a swipe over to Instagram, upload the photo, add the photo and paste the caption. No more having to worry about Instagram crashing on you after you've like spent all these minutes, like hammering something out. And then you just chuck your phone against the wall and say, I'll do it later. And you never do. Um, so that was the first problem we aimed to solve. The second one was, okay, great. But I still have to do that every single time. And it's still a one-off process. So the next question to us was, how can we automate this? So what we did is we did the first ever integration between a gallery provider and an online you know, media social planning application. And we partnered with the folks at Plan. And they're one of the biggest social media scheduling apps out there in the world. Uh, and what photographers and creatives can now do, and Plan's free to use, by the way, um, you can go in and you can say, hey, these are the images from my CloudSpot collection that I want to bring over. Not only does it bring over the images without you having to you know, download or re-upload, it also brings over those saved captions with every single one of those images. So you can literally, after you've added all your captions in the place you're already managing your photos, you can go in and schedule out every single post for the week, for the month, like you name it. And you don't have to redo all of that work. It's literally just clicking, importing and scheduling, and then everything else is on autopilot. So again, it's kind of like buying back your time there. How can you batch all of those actions yet still have it being those, you know, single lead bullets spread throughout the week without you actually having to be tied to your device, or your phone, or feel like it takes you away from you know, additional parts of your workflow. So let me restate what you said to make sure I understand it. And then Absolutely. you tell me how wrong I am about what you just said. So what I heard you say <laughs> is that, and, and I agree with this, when I'm, when I'm trying to post content uh, up to Instagram, I, I'm editing everything on my, uh, on my desktop. Now I know that it's starting to shift a little bit with Instagram mobile and a lot of iPad kind of uploads and that kind of stuff or editing, um, starting to shift a little bit, but everything for me is like, it's on my desktop and there is this awkward phase where I'm usually air dropping things from my desktop to my phone and that's fine. But then it ends up being on my phone. Um, and so there is this, like this, there's this like, uh, that at least works for me because I've got app, all Apple stuff. So it kind of all talks a little bit. But it is clunky. It's definitely like a, it's an annoyance. So you're saying then that I just upload it to the gallery and from the gallery, I can write my caption and then I can just open up, uh, you said it's called plan, um, which is like later or planali or one of these kind of scheduling tools. Is that correct? Right. Okay, exactly. Awesome. And so for my phone on my app, I just open up the app and my cloud spot images are there and I can just schedule out all my posts without having to send them to my phone. So they're not actually stored on my device. 
Absolutely. And Plan is actually a desktop application, so it's web-based as well. So you don't even have to go to your phone once. You can go you know, from your desktop, you know, one browser tab to the next, and streamline that entire process and schedule everything out so the phone is completely out of that workflow. But yes, everything that you said is exactly right. You can batch all of those actions um, and still have it benefit your business even when you don't have to be directly tied to it. Yeah. Dig it, man. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really sweet, dude. Um, yeah, I love this. I just, I, it just kind of streamlines the whole thing. And at this point, that's what we need. Everything like um, the stakes keep getting higher, Gavin. It's like the more <laughs> technology we have, the more photographers enter the space, the more hats we have to put on. And so it, it, the responsibilities aren't going anywhere. And so we keep needing to like, you know, save our time, systematize things and get it moving. Um, I love this. This is awesome. So Absolutely. is this, is this live? Is this like a thing right now? This is live. This is, this is a thing right now. Um, it's been live for a few months. Uh, you know, photographers have been ex extremely happy with how it's just streamlining things for them, you know? Uh, and I just say, just give it a shot. Like it's, you know, our, our service is free plan service is free. Um, and you know, if you're not using something like this for your social media strategy, just period the end, um, in terms of like a, a tool, like, like a plan, you have to be, that's the only way in my opinion that you can actually scale up something like this, um, and buy back your time to, to, you know, have that consistency and that presence without having to always be glued to your device. Uh, and especially with little rugrats running around, I can't find my phone half the time anyways. So like, it's just one of those things, you know, to where I'd much rather be letting that do the work for me and investing more time into those relationships, into those things that we talked about. That's a one to many return, uh, and letting these just kind of, you know, calendar out 20 minutes, you know, once a week to be able to do all those things, 30 minutes, and then know confidently that you're still showing up on one of the various avenues that your clients are, you know, and it's, awesome. so it doesn't stop. It's cool. Gavin, uh, I agree with everything that you're saying. Uh, I have a Apple watch in order for me to find my Apple phone. <laughs> That's a great little way. I just like tap a button on my watch and it like dings my phone. I'm sure there's a better way. <laughs> but the amount of times that I would like, I've thought to myself, I would have not found my phone. I just wouldn't have. It would have been gone. Oh, yeah. If I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some child has shoved it like literally inside of the couch. Like not under yeah. a cushion, inside of the couch. <laughs> like what? what is, why do we make children? Uh, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us today. I, uh, I appreciate your thoughts here. I love the, the direction we were to take everything. Um, where can people find out more about this process, more from you, more about CloudSpot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for CloudSpot, you can just go to cloudspot.io. You know, we're premium products, so you can get 10 gigs for free. You can play around with things. You can just check out and see if it's a good fit for you. Um, there's links to, you know, check out plan as well. If that social media scheduling integration and that workflow optimization um, really flips your burgers. Um, and so, yeah, anything straight through there. <laughs> flips your burgers. Gosh. I love it, man. Thanks for being here with us today. Appreciate your, your ideas, your thoughts, your energy. Uh, thanks for being a part of this industry, man. It's been awesome seeing you continue to show up and give and pour in. And so I uh, appreciate everything you do. Hey, from one dinosaur to another, it's a pleasure. Thanks, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Podcast listeners, thanks for being here with us today. I had a great conversation with Gavin. I hope you took something away from this, some opportunities to make more money per client, to get more bookings, just to make your life easier with the social media integration that's happening with CloudSpot. And so uh, uh, thank you so much. If you'd like to, uh, to hop in, 
to the mastermind group uh, and actually see a bit of what we talked about here to actually get a chance to meet Gavin more or less through video to see this episode, you can head over to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Uh, Go ahead and search Gavin, G-A-V-I-N. He's the only one in the group. And uh, this video will pop up. Until then, keep showing up.